Welcome everyone to this episode of This One Time at OU. We're excited today to have Jack Sowers on. Jack is a two-time student. He went to undergrad and graduate school at OU. He went through the same time uh, Roz and I did. I think he graduated in 88, so he was a couple years ahead of us. Jack was also instrumental in the music scene in Athens, so we're excited to hear more about that. Welcome, Roz, and welcome, Jack. Thank you so much. Hi, Tim. Hi, Jack. Thanks so much for coming on. I know of at least two bands you are in, The Crunch and um, Rhythm Method, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to hear more about what your OU experience was like. Oh, yeah. It was... uh... I was very fortunate of uh, the the comparison I draw is I was the basically the Forrest Gump of the uh, Athens uh, music scene. Uh, no matter where I stumbled, I happened to find you know some musicians who who wanted to play and let me play. So that was uh, a lot of fun to go along with and supplement you know the academic stuff. Well, you must have been pretty good. Well, tell us about your tenure at OU. You started and I guess we graduated. In 88, we've had some people that may have started in 80, and it took them that long to graduate. <laughs> How about yourself? When did you start? I started in 84, and uh, I was kind of uh, you know, kind of a poor kid. I had to get a lot of scholarships and grants and, and loans to get through. So the, the stipulation always was that you had to carry 16 uh, you know, credit hours every quarter. And so, you know, unless you flunked a class or two, which, you know, I, I won't admit whether I did or not, you, uh, you, you, you were on track and on pace to get done in four years. So I was lucky to be able to do that. That is good. I know if you flunk enough classes, you get a, a degree in general studies. That's what I have. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Athens is a special place. I have a son that's at OU right now. And wow. he's home. Uh, he was home today to for a dentist appointment. I know I'm so lucky, aren't I, Jack? And uh, he just showed me. He said, "He's like, look what's happening in Athens right now." And it was all like 25 guys dressed as Spider Man <laughs> going down Court Street. <laughs> there was like what you won't do when you need to. When you need to entertain yourself, yeah, I dig it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably fraternity, I imagine. So, uh, Jack, your musical background—did you uh, uh, play a lot in high school, and uh, then were you looking for a band when you came to? OU, no, I mean, how did that all come about? I really got to music kind of late in life from the high school perspective. I, I didn't. My brother had played and even played in Athens in the '60s when he was a youth. But um, I didn't start playing until I was uh, 17, and uh, you know, I took a gap year between my senior year and high school. I graduated in 83 from high school and uh, played in a pro band uh, that summer and winter and into the following spring. And uh, it just so happened that you know, when I you know, got into the dorms in uh, Tiffin, East Green guy I was. Um, that, you know, Love the East Green, big I'm fan. I'm saying, yeah. So... <laughs> So, so when you're a bass player, you got all this, you know, big equipment from, you know, having played a year in a pro band. It's like, you know, people take notice. And it's like, you know, down the hall, the guy's like, you know, the guy I'm pledging a fraternity with needs a bass player. And it's a, like I said, I was, I was Forrest Gump. No matter wow. who, who needed a bass player to, to play, that the, the, there I was to, to, to pick it up. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. You just had to have the equipment. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> 
<laughs> Looking the part is half the battle, if you don't know. So you you had pro equipment, or you're in a pro band prior? Right. Uh, summer of 83, I was lucky enough to play in a band in Columbus, Ohio, where I'm from, that uh, you know got to play a lot of festivals and the Ohio State Fair. And, you know, again, I really just fell into these things. You go to a party. Uh, hey, my band's losing their bass player. We know a bass player. Oh, okay. We'll have him go uh, audition. And, you know, there you go. So, you know, so in my gap years, the kids call it now, um, I was able to get uh, a lot of pro experience and, you know, I'm, up, I'm on to OU ready to, you know, play music if I can, but, you know, not the, not the primary thing, but that ended up being how I spent a good deal of my free time. What was your band? Phil Dirt and the Dozers? <laughs> no, but, uh, I know those guys very well. Um, in fact, I sold. Is that a Columbus uh, band reference? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sold. Sorry. I sold some equipment to those guys back in the 90s when we were all working in the same circuit after my uh, undergrad days. But, uh, yeah, uh, we were, uh, the band I was in right after high school was called Vengeance, uh, east side of Columbus. We were uh, Columbus, Ohio's answer to Def Leppard, you know, 18, 19-year-old kids trying to, you know, wear spandex proudly. That's awesome. I used to live uh, on the East End, I think in Whitehall. Is that a compass place? Mm-hmm. Right. Wh- not, I used not. to go to the Whiskey Still was a bar, and they'd have bands oh, yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. So did you bring <laughs> your spandex to OU? <laughs> you know. <laughs> you did probably. I mean, it was I, the I mid-80s. I, it was in the back of the closet, though, you know, because, you know, when you, get, when you get to a college town, you know, you think REM, you've got to you know, be all alternative and college rock. So, yeah, I left that stuff in the back of my closet. Yeah, OU hasn't had a big metal scene, really. Um, no. I mean, they've had a lot of diverse, they had some punk, they've had, uh, at least I was never, I never witnessed it very much when I was there, even though it was uh, during the 80s. Well, tell us about your, um, where you lived at OU and your bands, and did you work when you were in right. school? And did you start, as soon as you got there, freshman year, getting a band? Right, yeah. Yeah. Right from the get-go, the band I was in then uh, featured uh, a keyboard player that was the uh, fraternity brother of a friend of mine from the same uh, floor I lived on. Uh, His name was Andy Swanson. And, uh, in fact, his brother ended up playing with uh, a robber up in Cleveland. So, good musical family there. I know Andy, and uh, if you're in a band with Andy, he was in a band, and they did, I remember, a really good... um, Oh... Uh, Jimi Hendrix walking through the crowd, Circus yeah. Man. What's that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh gosh, he, gosh. Uh, Little Wing. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that that may have been that may have been the band I was in. We were called uh, the Name. Was the band I was in with Andy Swanson and uh, Steve Egan on guitar and uh, John Chapman on drums. And I I played bass in it. And uh, a wonderful singer who regrettably is not uh, with us anymore but uh, uh, Brian Christman uh, was a beautiful singer we had such great crowds that came out to see us at uh, the front room and you know hangar five uh, long may they you know rest in peace but oh, yeah. we talked about the hangar five a lot I know mm-hmm. Andy Swanson a uh, friend that's on the podcast sometimes slats his mm-hmm. uh, that was his big in the fraternity mm-hmm. and they both worked at the pub together Five Capitals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> well, what was your uh so your uh your bands were which were your bands of in OU? So where were you at, Forrest? <laughs> the one that was most successful was the name. And uh, in fact they got uh, a slot uh, morning slot at uh, eighty six Spring Fest. Which oh, was I remember fun. that band. Who was your singer? It was kind of a theatery kind of singer, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. That's that's Brian Christman. He had uh, a big uh tuft of uh, blonde hair and was very flamboyant wonderful stage presence we wouldn't have gotten nearly as far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no yeah i remember that band they were great yeah That's me awesome. too i remember I them that. yes of course yeah. you know you everything's great <laughs> but uh what was fun was years later a uh, youtube video popped up of uh that 86 spring fest documentary and there we all are and Boy, what a time capsule that was. Oh, man. I know. I know. So where'd you go after the name? Gotcha. So, you know, I basically done started doing uh, solo acoustic stuff uh, the following year until uh, just as we were about to graduate in 88, um, the rhythm method was changing their lineup a little bit. So they asked me to play bass. And uh, so that was great. At that time, I was... Uh, I had just come back from an internship in uh, Idaho, of all places. And so when I came back to write for the a- Athens News, um, you know, I moonlighted on bass for the Rhythm Method, uh, ah. that fall quarter of 88. Yeah, Journalism major then. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I was as well. That was <laughs> Loved to journalism major. How fun. So I do remember the Rhythm Method. You guys were yeah. pretty, uh, really popular as well. And did did you didn't you play beyond Athens? They did because uh, when they got their bass player back and I got a job full time in journalism, they they moved on to do some stuff, and you know basically in the in the nineties, well into ninety ninety one, yeah they were they were making a stab at uh, trying to go full time at it, but uh, as that kind of broke apart. Um, their guitar player you know, went uh, went civilian, uh, I like to call it. And so the the, the picture I posted on uh, Facebook the other day was of a reunion show we did. And, you know, they were short a guy. They were short their guitar player. So um, they asked me to fill in on guitar. And that was a wonderful show at the union, the old union, before it, it uh, had the fire. Back in, um, yeah. Yeah, Memorial right. Day weekend of 92. Yeah, great show. Nice. Now, we had Terry Smith on from the Athens News. Was was Terry the editor when you were there? Because he's from Idaho I, or Iowa, Iowa, isn't he? Yeah, great mentor uh, Terry was for me. Yes, indeed. And my connection to him was his brother Cameron Smith was a classmate and fellow uh, postie with me uh, back. We both graduated in 88, Cameron and I. So I knew his brother from that, and you know, all very supportive. And they were all, of course, close friends with the Rhythm Method, too. Wow. You had such a great Athens experience. What's some of your favorite memories from your time uh, in Athens? Any stories from playing, playing in bands? bands? Yeah, good rock and roll you stories. want to share? Well, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you, you can get into the various and sundry, uh, you know, after gig things, but please do. Goodness, goodness. 
but it really was all about the playing for me because you know I like beer so much that you know the only way I was going to be able to get it free was to you know play in a band and you know go to uh, what's now Jackie O's it was called O'Hoolies back then you know before your first set you could have a pint of bass after your first set a pint of bass after your second set a pint of bass and you know by the time you need to break down you're on the floor so that, oh that the good beer too great nice. great deal. right <laughs> yes Jim yes long live Jim Proudy and his uh uh, very easy flowing beer taps. What a, what a, what a great time. Oh, I know. I, I loved O'Hoolies as well. <laughs> was that your favorite place to play then, O'Hoolies? It, it was. You know, the acoustics weren't the greatest, but, uh, you know, at least the, 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 the beer was the best. No question. Did they all give you free beer? Every place uh, yeah. you played? Those were the days, like man. Standard. Oh, man. The, I know. I wonder, if they still do, I wonder if they still do that. Tap beer anyway, you know. You, you got to know how to charm people. It's not like the Blues Brothers movie where they charged them, remember? <laughs> they oh, ran them out. That's, believe me, when I saw that, I was horrified. It's like, come on, guys, you didn't negotiate that beforehand? I mean, I know you couldn't do anything about the chicken wire, but at least you could have gotten the beer tab taken care of. Right. right. Well, in particular in Athens, Roz, you can relate because you go back all the time. It is so inexpensive for a night out in Athens. I like, oh, it seems like it's college price. I know, and back then I think you could get like a beer for a dollar. I think the good beers were a dollar fifty. <laughs> I stayed away from those. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I can cheap. I can attest to that because you know back when the the Frontier Room was still selling beer, uh, I had the good fortune to you know have my work study job be my work at the Post. So you know for three thirty five an hour for ten hours a week, uh, get paid to write. And uh, so you go to you go to the front room, go up to the bar, buy a Jenny Pounder, a sixteen ounce Genesee for a dollar. You go back to your uh, go back to your typewriter and bang bang out your story and you know stumble home. Stumble home. That was before the front room went civilian, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all a bunch of grapes. You got it. <laughs> Man, you played Springfest. What was that like? Oh, it was such a blur. The funnest thing about it was, you know, we got paid a little bit, but the uh, the the headlining act was uh, uh, this country punk band called Jason and the Scorchers. And uh, as it turned out, they were on tour, and this was a gig that, where they were just passing through. And uh, their bass player, Jason Johnson, had just blown up his bass amp the night before. So the manager of Sk Jason and the Scorchers asked me, hey, if I give you a hundred bucks, will you let me borrow your amp? I'm like, sure. You could have had it for eighty five. That's great. So, so the Jason Again, and Scorchers the played the show. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know, <laughs> you got to oh, know somebody. I... That somebody might be me. Right, yeah. right. How, how fun was the crowd? Just, I mean, uh, it was just such a huge crowd, wasn't um, it? Right. I mean, at the time slot we played in the morning, it was just getting wound up. You know grateful that it was so you because those guys start at 10 a.m. anyway on a saturday so <laughs> right. um, <laughs> so wonderful fun time beautiful nice yeah it sounds like it. i remember jason the scorchers but i don't remember I, I remember that i wasn't really into that kind of music at the time but i totally am now so it's kind of <laughs> weird how all those things evolve all right yeah well what so you went you were the name and then um the band played spring fest Mm -hmm. And then 
Did you continue undergrad and other bands with Rhythm Method, anything after that? And then when you went back for grad school, did you continue the music? Right. So uh, in the mid-90s, I was living in Columbus and did my crunch experience then from, say, 95 to 2000. And uh, was on an album they put out uh, in that mid-period. And uh, it was at that point that I wanted to go back to grad school to get my journalism master's. And so that's when... Uh, through my roommate, again, I'm the Forrest Gump of Athens, Ohio. Uh, he knew of a guy who needed uh, to replace their bass player for uh, the reformation of the band they were going to be in. And it was called the Cactus Pairs with, uh, with uh, Tony Zenos and Dan Dreifert and Brian Gibson, who's you know, the documentarian of the Athens music scene from, from my perspective, great drummer. So from from 2000 to 2003, I was the John Belushi of OU grad school. Um, I played with the cactus pears while you know trying to swing from the vines and go from assistantship to assistantship. So I was very lucky to have that uh, have that experience at the midpoint of my life. Now, when you went to grad school, was the uh, was it structured so you had to graduate in time, and uh, did that all work out academically? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, what was fortunate is that they give you 10 years from the point you begin, the clock starts to get your thesis or uh, reading assignments in. So, yeah, that was fine. I mean, I, I, I was once I got there, surprisingly enough, I didn't want to leave. I had, I had a lot of incentive to stay. So between the cactus pears and, and my wife, who was still going there as an undergrad, yeah, I really didn't want to leave. Now, you're married at this time? I hadn't married yet, but I did find my uh, wife, who, interestingly, was uh, a student of mine in the graphics class my first year of grad school. So uh, we weren't together then, but uh, once we started working together at my assistantship at uh, the, the OU uh, uh, Medical School, working for their publications, she had worked there as an undergrad, and I was there as a grad assistant, so... We got to know each other then and started ah. dating, and, 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 and here we that's are. A, yeah. That's allowed versus the high school teacher and high school student, but somehow right. in college, a grad student and another student, that's okay. Right. Exactly. It was, it was all on the up and up. Everything was very, very above board. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a great story. You're very lucky. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Did you finish yes. your journalism into a journalism career? Uh, yeah, I worked, uh, after I'd left grad school, I worked in Columbus at uh, suburban news publications for a little while, but, uh, really got, uh, burned out on it. And so, you know, I, you know, moved to Cincinnati when, uh, I had a job opportunity there cause that's where my wife is from and where we live now. And, uh, you know, old, uh, old college friends got me back in the music scene here and, uh, my old, in fact, my old uh, uh, English professor who just retired, his name is Scott Miner. He and I are playing in an acoustic duo now that's uh, starting to book for spring and summer around southern Ohio and central Ohio. So, yeah, it's all come full circle. I, I feel very, very fortunate about it all. And Cincinnati has a pretty good OU alumni, so you probably get a lot of OU right. there. And You know, you mentioned... Uh, Wait, wait, give it a plug, Jack. Plug your, what's the name of the band? Do you have a Facebook oh, page? Or well, we don't have a Facebook page yet. That's how, that's how new we are. But uh, 
our acoustic act is called uh, Minor and Sours, and our next gig, because you know we're older now, we need our shots. Uh, April twenty fourth at uh, the Wilmington uh, Tin Cap Cidery. So, hope uh, those of you, you that go. are listening can can come make the pilgrimage. We'd love it. We'd love it. Yeah, we'll make sure that that gets that gets out. <laughs> you know, you mentioned um, the person who's, who's a mentor in OU uh, mm-hmm. was a professor that played in a band. Now your acoustic yeah. duo. Yeah. I remember I had a sociology professor that played at O'Hooley's, and there was a a band at O'Hooley's that was all staff of OU professors, and they were great. Do you remember that? At all. His name was Bruce something. I can't think of that. Right, name. right, right, right. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, the name of the band was called Kings of Hollywood. And and yes, indeed, I did play with them briefly as well. And uh, Damn, you're like a box of chocolates. I'm telling you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not even funny. You, th- you think Is I was exaggerating. Is there any band you Trump? didn't play with? <laughs> <laughs> I'll mention those guys next near the end of our recording. Um, but uh, yeah, all superb musicians. Uh, Bruce Dalzell, who to this day is the absolute dean of uh, the Athens music scene. He's been he's a lifer. He's been there since long before I got there, and is still promoting music in Athens to this day. Uh, he used to host a you know, songwriters' night, and wonderful. So between Bruce Dalzell's uh, middle harmonies, Scott Minor was the English professor and lead singer, uh, the guitar player who ended up playing in Filter and the Dozers, who I sold equipment to, uh, was Craig Goodwin, and the uh, the keyboard player was Bernie Now. I think he lives in uh, Gallipolis now. And uh, the, the, the final faculty member was drummer Mark Hellenberg, who, again, legendary drummer and wonderful guy. Music, just music elite, superb. I mean... If, if you saw those guys, you, you were transformed. No, I remember no that there was like going to see professors. What's that going to be like? That's not going to be cool. And just superb musicianship. Mm-hmm. In that band. And that, uh, the professor Bruce, who I, I just took one of his classes, but uh, there's a few classes at OU, probably three or four, that made an impact on you. And that was one of them. Right. It was a great class. It was about. Court cases, be it Patty Hearst or Mendez Brothers, um, you know, Charles Manson, but it was all these Lindbergh kidnapping, all these unique uh, court uh, court cases, and they're all very interesting. He was a very good storyteller for sure. And apparently he could jam. No doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that band as well, um, and, and one of the many great bands. What about playing at the Union Jack with that pole right on the stage? Yeah. Any. The- memories of that (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you you learn to duck one way or the other depending on to uh, who had a camera ready but uh yeah the 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 thing that i always remember is trying to you know hoist that uh bass speaker of mine that was 50 pounds up those flights of stairs oh my goodness stair after stair after i had to strap the thing on my back and just walk and walk and walk i mean you can't do those things this day and age. You're yeah, like, hey, that, that's a pro amp. I don't know if we can take that in here. <laughs> oh my gosh, how much do you think it weighed? Oh, uh, no, seriously, fifty, sixty pounds. I'm t- now, it had handles, thankfully, and wheels. So, I, I probably went up one side uh, and got some help on the other side with somebody else holding the other handle. But 
Damn. Yeah. yeah you don't want to be at the bottom <laughs> of the stairs. Those thin, long stairs. Mm-hmm. Don't right. be at the bottom it's like, when he's carrying that up. Like, right. <laughs> you, you yell down. Don't. Yeah. So stay clear of the stairway. <laughs> yeah. The union was one of my favorite places with all the bands and that dark, danky atmosphere. Couldn't beat it. <laughs> I didn't spend much time downstairs at the Union. I was always just there to see bands. It's having an occasional stop in for a chili, two for a dollar chili dogs, but <laughs> that wasn't until like junior, senior year that I got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go downstairs to get my beer because it'd be so crowded upstairs. You could mm-hmm. run down there and then you mm-hmm. would just see the ceiling like bowing in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would. And there was bathrooms downstairs that were no weight, I think, too. <laughs> right. <laughs> we were pros. We knew how to do it. <laughs> well, any other favorite memories of, I mean, you such a long time in Athens. Oh. How long were you there? Like eight well, years? Yeah, I guess uh, when you combine it all, it was a good, good seven and a half years between, you know, going that uh, extra quarter to work at the A News and play with the rhythm method and the three years of grad school yeah wow that's that's the that's Mm -hmm. the way to do it do you ever get back i mean cincinnati's not too far yeah but uh yeah my wife and i have three kids and it's it's tough to to plan for things you know just for ourselves that would, would be that indulgent but i'll tell you what um i would bet you i'll be back uh summer to fall with uh, the acoustic duo Scott and I are putting together, uh, either at Donkey Coffee or at uh, the Casa, I'm, I'm pretty confident we're going to be back there to, to be able to play. Well, Roz and I want to have uh, this one time at OU weekend, maybe uh, August time frame, and that'd be a good time to get some bands together and play, which is is great. Now, we talk about favorite times and most memorable times of your time in Athens and OU. Just one little disclaimer, be sure and mention that's where you met your wife. But what would you say beyond meeting your wife is your most memorable time of all? Oh, goodness. You know, honestly, it was you know, being able to move from you know, the real-world grind of my gap year, uh, you know, working fast food or cutting grass, landscaping, and then you know, trying to have enough energy to look like you're really enjoying yourself playing rock and roll, to almost like that uh, step in the Wizard of Oz when everything goes from black and white to color, when you're moving your stuff into your freshman dorm, when you're walking all that stuff up to Tiffin and realizing that uh, you get to be in this place that looks like a movie set with uh, a bunch of other people that are your age and from all kinds of different backgrounds and places. And to be able to drink in all of your experiences and to be able to laugh off the fact that these guys are cognizant of and uh, making great fun of the fact that you're a year older than they are. And, yeah, that, uh, was, that was a big difference. Like if you're a freshman, like sophomore, <laughs> you knew everything. Freshman, like, oh, I don't know. Well, you know, it's funny you talk about a movie and just made me think, if you had to characterize your, that time, would it be a comedy, a drama? Certainly not a horror movie, I hope. Absolutely a comedy, you know, because, you know, the the phrases you would hear from that were, you know, probably common in the places where these guys came from were unique to me and just, you know, just stunningly funny. I was lucky to be among some incredibly funny people. 
it helped a lot. Ah, uh, wow, that was a great description, Jack. <laughs> that was, I think, our best That's one ever, hot. Roz. Like, it just kind of get that like those times in your life that you remember forever, and it's it is captured, but it's all friendly in Athens. Like, I was nervous. I remember going there and like everyone freshman but it's just it's easy to fit into athens as long as you're a good person i think agreed right right well thank you so much for coming on jack this has been great talking to you and i'm so impressed with your athens experience you really did it right you know it was it was a lot of fun and i wouldn't trade it for anything I know I made the right decision going there. No question. Right, right. You have great stories. And, like, you know, I know it's cliche, but you look back and you just smile and, and remember just fun things happening. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much, Jack. Great talking to you. It was a let's pleasure. Meet, hey, I love uh, your guys' podcast and I, I listen all the time. Love all the perspectives of everybody you talk to. And, Again, it was an honor to be on. Thank you so thank much. You so much. Well, thanks for being on, and we look forward to seeing you in August. Right. I will so be there. Fun. So fun. Good night, Good night everybody. everybody.